A young Samoan climate activist is praising the United Nations after it set new guidelines for governments to protect the rights of children in the face of deepening climate crisis. It's the first time the UN Committee has specified to its 196 member states that countries are responsible for not only protecting children's rights from immediate harm, but also for foreseeable violations of their rights in the future. Alicia Foon spoke with 17-year-old climate activist Aniva Clark. I think it's an incredible piece of work that hasn't really been done before um, because it's legal guidance on children's rights and the environment with a special focus on climate change, which is really relevant, especially for our part of the world where the effects of climate change are very, very prevalent, specifically in Pacific Islands like Tokelau and Tuvalu. A general comment provides legal guidance for states that are a part of the convention. So 196 countries are a part of the convention. And so that just shows how significant releasing this comment is because all these countries that are a part of it are now obligated to implement the guidance into their um, their own laws and policies. I think it's just a great and very crucial important step as we head towards climate action because um, children and young people have been calling for action for so long. And I think this is one of the many things and sort of products of that action working because, you know, when lots of the protests were going on in the recent years, those, you know, adults and older people from the older generations would say, this is not working, this is useless, don't waste your time, go to school. Um, But this just shows that there is, that they were listening and they recognize that there's a call for action and a need for action and they're actually taking um, taking that to accountability. What is your message to the 196 states following the UN's general comment? I think the most important message that, while well, that comes from so many of the young people that are aware of general comment 26, is now that to these states is that now that you've been given this um, framework and these guidelines on how it's only the beginning because now that it's been done. What are they going to do now? How are they going to take what's been given to them and actually implement it, in, implement it into the community, into their countries, and how are we going to use it to face the climate crisis? What would you suggest they do if you were to talk to maybe one or two policies that governments could implement? What would you like to see on behalf of um, Pacific nations in mind? Governments really need to change the policies around the use of fossil fuels. Um, I know that in the in General Comment 26, it specifically talks about um, the importance of phasing out coal, oil, and natural gas and shifting to renewable energy sources. And so I think there are lots of countries that are behind in that. And, and in New Zealand in particular, we have a huge problem with methane. They can try and... Um, make up for those carbon emissions that they that the cows in New Zealand produce and recognize not not only um, is it largely contributing to global warming but also it is compromising children's rights. Absolutely. What are your major concerns kind of looking forward and projecting into the future. I understand that, you know, as young people um, and then in school, you're, you're having to learn about climate change and 
future generations will have to maybe change the way they live, adapt their lifestyle, adapt their choices. Some young people are choosing not to have children because of the immense pressure it would put on resources. And so talk to me about some of the things that you're having to consider with climate change in mind. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, I strongly identify with my Pacific heritage and the fact that climate change um, also known as the climate crisis because we really are in a crisis is um, that we risk losing our land and losing our homes um, and, you know, everything that there's so much more to the land than just it being land back. By losing that, we lose so much of our identity, our heritage, our language, our ancient traditions. We live off the land, but we live for the land. And by losing that, we lose so much of who we are. And I think that losing who we are is the biggest risk that climate change um, throws at us because for islands like Pukilau and Suvalu, which are like low-lying atolls, um, if climate change continues to occur, those communities risk losing their, their islands completely. And with losing that, they lose hundreds and hundreds of years of their connection to the land, their connection to their ancestors, the spirituality that that holds in all of us within that place. They begin to lose gone. that identity and, and connection to having to become of that kind of refugees because they don't have a place to be able to their home. Their home. And losing that is such a huge risk that I think a lot of governments in larger countries forget to recognise. General comment is the beginning of global change.